0: to episode 19, chapter 1 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens.
1: And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God,
0: that he will help you grow today
1: in the everyday moments of life. And today
0: we're talking to Scott Rodin. Scott Rodin has a passion for helping Christian ministry leaders take a biblical approach to leadership development, strategic planning, board development, and raising kingdom resources. Over the past 30 years, he has worked with hundreds of organizations in the U.S., Canada, Middle East, Great Britain, China, India, the Philippines, and Australia. Dr. Rodin is president of The Steward's Journey and Kingdom Life Publishing. He also runs Rodin Consulting Incorporated. He's a senior fellow of the Association of Biblical Higher Education and is a past board chair of China Source. He holds Master of Theology and Doctor of Philosophy degrees in systematic theology from the University of Aberdeen in Scotland. He's also authored 14 books and blogs weekly at thestewardsjourney.com. Dr. Scott Rodin has written a book
1: about becoming a steward leader, and yet he never mentions the word stewardship once. Well, that's because stewardship is about learning to faithfully care for things that we do not own. Stewardship is all about the things we must learn to do. But what about becoming a steward? When we focus all of our attention on what a steward does, we miss the need to develop our being. By focusing all of our efforts on stewardship, we are sure to get really good at doing all the wrong things in the very best possible way. And that's why Dr. Rodin's focus in the book, The Steward Leader, is about growing the person as a steward first. We cannot hope to become effective stewards of God's kingdom unless we first become the kinds of people who have been transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Only then will our motives and desires be properly aligned with God's, who is the true owner. Dr. Rodin, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you, Chris. Josh, nice to be with you.
1: So excited to be able to talk to you. I have been telling people for years now about your book, The Steward Leader, because uh, it was assigned reading for a class that we had in seminary on leadership, and we had like three or four books, and yours was one of them. And I have heralded your book as the best book on leadership I have ever read, and that's because I think you take a very unique approach to this topic, which is largely talked about today in our culture, both secular and in the church leadership world. And I think your approach is very unique and so much needed for today's day and age. And so I've got to start with, why did you write this book, The Steward Leader? What led to that? Well, there's a short version and a long
2: version. So let me uh, try to see if I can find the in-between version a little bit here so your, your listeners can get a sense of this. But Um, And if you go back into my life history, um, I came up through the the Christian nonprofit world and uh, really cut my teeth early on in fundraising. So I'm doing fundraising in um, for a, a Christian nonprofit organization, trying to figure out what's so Christian about the way we raise money. And for about eight or nine years, nobody could answer that question. It was basically, well, we just raise money like everybody else raises money. Uh, maybe we pray over it before it goes out or we put a Bible verse on the bottom of the letter. But really, it's just kind of secular fundraising. So just go do that. Um, and it never sat real well with me, but I didn't have any tools to do anything with that. Then God called me in a process of doing some theological education. So I did my, uh, my master's and my Ph.D. in systematic theology, at the University of Aberdeen in Scotland, and came back into the same world that I had left before I did that work, uh, asking the same questions, but now I had some tools, some theological tools, to begin thinking this question through. And I started with this idea, what if we had just a blank piece of paper and the Word of God, and were asked to write a fundraising development plan? If that was our only resource, was God's Word and the values of the Kingdom of God, what would a fundraising plan look like? Well, I came to the conclusion, it would look quite a bit different than what I had been doing for eight years before I left to come over and do my study. So we, we began to develop this thing we call steward theology. And the idea is, what what if we took the Bible seriously in it's in its understanding that everything belongs to God, and we are simply stewards? of all of life. Now it sounds kind of simple, and your listeners will probably go, well, yeah, I know that. But the profound impact of thinking that through in every sphere of our life is really, it really is, I hate to use the word, it's overused, but it really is transformational. It'll change your perspective, your heart, your attitude, your mindset, your worldview on everything. So I wrote a book for InterVarsity in 2000 called Stewards in the Kingdom. And it was really my attempt to create a theology, a deep, rich theology that would undergird this idea that we really are stewards. And it's a joyful um, freeing. I mean, we are freed to be stewards in every area of life. And so we unpacked this, you know, from 2000, to about 2006 or seven in all kinds of different ways. Uh, and then InterVarsity came back and said, have you ever looked at leadership? through this lens. And I had some, but hadn't put a concentrated study into it, and so that's what I did. Began to look at what it would mean to um, to bring to the, the, the role of a leader, the perspective of a steward. And out of that came this this book called The Steward Leader. Um, and I'm prayerful that um, its primary contribution, and maybe I'll ask about this in a minute, but just, just I'll say this real briefly, its primary contribution I was praying, Chris, and hopefully I came across in the class that you took, is that becoming a, becoming the kind of leader that God can use to do great things is not about the application of tools and techniques. It starts with a fundamental change in who we are as followers of Jesus. And when we become, when we're on this journey of becoming a steward, a faithful steward, of our life personally, then we come into the leadership sphere and we begin to look at all the responsibilities we have as leaders through that same steward lens. And I've worked with enough leaders globally, uh, both nonprofit and for-profit leaders, to know that when they all of a sudden look at their role they have as a leader through this lens of being a faithful steward of everything, it is a dramatic, dramatic shift in their perspective and it changes the way they lead. So the book really came out of this, this journey of looking at uh, what it means to be a faithful steward personally, and then looking at what it looks like to walk into a leadership role and take that on. And so hopefully that comes through in the book.
1: No, it does really strongly. And one of the things that I find myself gravitating towards people, or, or I find myself gravitating towards people who have captured really complex, touch a lot of different areas, like thoughts that are really complex and boil them down very simply. So what I love about this idea of stewardship is that it does. It touches and permeates all aspects of our lives. And in fact, in doing research for, for this conversation again, I've realized how deeply your book has influenced my own thinking in a lot of areas. You know, after it's been, I don't know, probably five or six years now since I read your book originally. And, and when I'm going back through and, I, and we get to, we'll, we'll sort of get to the, the, uh, the four leadership areas, um, they start sounding really familiar, at least for what our five steps are at Daily Growth Discipleship and how to build a lifestyle of discipleship. So I'm excited to get to, to that. But first, let's, let's define some of our terms, and let's explore what it means to be a steward. So what is that in biblical terms?
2: Well, you know, you made a great point earlier on, Chris. Why did we miss this for so long? And part of it is because I don't think we've really looked at what that means in biblical terms. Uh, and we have we've given over to this, this idea that um, anytime you use the word steward in the context of the church, what's the only thing that comes to mind? Money, right? It's all about money. So we have had to try to, to pull this back and redefine the concept of the biblical steward in a way that hopefully can free it a little bit from this dominating view that we have of, well, it's all about it's all about money. In fact... You know, Varsity told me, Scott, if you put steward in the title, it's not going to sell nearly as well, because people will look at it and go, oh, that's a book about being a, a financial manager or whatever. And you know what? Honestly, they, they were right. I mean, the book has done very, very well, but um, it, it's a it's a deficit anytime you put that word in there. So to, when you define the biblical steward, it it really is about um, this whole idea of being a one kingdom person. And you know from reading the book that that is the main kind of theological framework That God created us to to really only have one kingdom, um, to have one Lord, that everything belongs to him, that we steward it all. But in sin, what happens in Genesis 3 is that we begin to build our own second kingdom side by side with God's kingdom. And we put in that the stuff we want to hang on to. And so you know and honor there's a lot we can talk more about that i'd love to unpack that more for your listeners but but this two kingdom world view that this is some of this is god's but some of this is mine and i want to control it and i want to hang on to it and i want to protect it and it props up my identity and all the kinds of things we do in that second kingdom you know that's the sin that we fall into and the biblical definition of a steward uh, is is a person especially after genesis three when we talk you know the whole history of humanity it's this process of surrendering the things that we're hanging on to in our second kingdom day by day, piece by piece, and every day being shaped and formed more into the likeness of Christ, which means we're being made into a one kingdom steward. Where someday I can wake up and really look at the totality of my life and say, it's all his. It really is all his. And I'm just gonna steward what he gave me with freedom and with joy. So that to me is that definition. It's that daily walk of surrender, trust, and living into this call that everything belongs to God. And now I just want to know, what do you want me to do with it? And help me to do that obediently.
0: That's, that's really great. I, I personally really enjoy that. I've used the analogy a long time of a, uh, a throne at the center of our existences, and we really want to sit on that throne. Like, it's, it It takes everything within it, it's everything within us that desires to sit on that throne and have the power to rule our own lives. but you look at the way that we rule our lives, we're terrible at it we, we end up making messes of things and the the key to the Christian life is getting off of that throne and allowing God to kind of take control and have transform us into those one kingdom people you're talking about and I'm finding it it's really tough, especially for uh Americans in the West to to even think about what it means to allow someone else to be the lord or ruler of your life. I mean, we say those words in churchy language and we say those words uh kind of flippantly, but it's tough like like you're describing here when we when we really dive down into what that means for every area of our lives uh it's really tough for us to grasp that sometimes and like what does it mean if if I'm not sitting on my throne uh what does it mean for how I decide to drive in traffic. Does, it, does that change the way that I drive in traffic in, in the mornings? And I think the answer is yes, uh, because you'd probably drive differently if Jesus were sitting next to you. But uh, anyway, that, that really resonates with me, so thanks for that definition.
2: Yeah, Josh, absolutely. And um, I mean, you really nailed a, a central icon or, or image that we use throughout the book. Because the idea of the throne, if you think about it, the throne is where the king sits, right? And if we become two kingdom people, then our kingdom needs a king, and that's us. So we do. We set up our king, our throne. We sit on our little throne. I joke around in the book a little bit. We take our little scepter and we look around our little stuff that we have. We put walls around it to protect it, keep other people out. We envy other people that have more than us. We worry every day that we're going to protect it. We, we kill ourselves trying to make it bigger. I mean, all the things you can think about that that would fit in that. But we all do that sitting on that throne and saying, I'm going to be Lord over here. Think about the last thing that that they that the enemy said to Eve in Genesis chapter three before she ate, he said, you will be like God. Well, if we're gonna be like God, then we gotta sit on a throne and we have to have our kingdom. And so that's that whole mindset. And so the the first big step is literally stepping off our throne. And I have people in in your mind, you actually have to see yourself just getting off of it and saying, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm not going to sit on that throne and pretend to be something. I know that I'm not. Pretend to be in control when I know I'm never really in control. Um, And there's one other little quick thing I'll say here, because I think it fits here. You know, one of the things we teach in the book is that um, if you look at the things in your life that cause you stress and fear and anxiety and discouragement and despair, all the the stuff we don't want to have and is not part of the abundant life, if you trace that back and you look for the origin of where is all that coming from, you'll always find it connected to the stuff in your second kingdom. Because it is a a desperate existence trying to be the king of a second kingdom when God calls us to be one kingdom people. So that's it, it's stepping off the throne and saying, this is not the life God created me to live. I wanna know the abundant life and I'm gonna start surrendering things back to him and moving that way. So it's it's a great image, Josh, thanks for bringing that up.
1: And of course, we all know the way of getting off that throne is to just grit our teeth, struggle harder, and make lists of how to do things better each and every day.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Read more devotional books. That's right. Yeah, all those kind of things. More hours in prayer.
0: That's right. Uh Yeah, yeah. The primary struggle of every Christian is giving up the throne of our supposed kingdom. The more I try to live a discipleship lifestyle— the more I find those tendencies to get back on the throne and set up a second kingdom run deeper than I ever thought possible. It's why Jesus calls us to die daily, and part of why we chose the name Daily Growth Discipleship. Getting off the throne and growing as one kingdom stewards is a daily practice. So I want to challenge you to look at the decisions you make today, literally in just the next 24 hours, and ask yourself, am I making this decision in an attempt to rule Or am I making it on behalf of the owner? How can you create
1: a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Scott Rodin and his work, check out thestewardsjourney.com. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where Scott unpacks the secret to being a steward leader. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.